while the Bulls have made several changes this offseason, I'm going to talk about what the biggest change I would like to see come to the Chicago Bulls offense this season. We're going to talk about that, plus dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod, whatever social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And we want one topic, overarching topic today, right? We'll see what we split it off into with this. But with all the change around the Chicago Bulls and talking about how important it is that the Bulls are going to have their point guard to start the season off and what Javon Carter could possibly bring to identity for the Chicago Bulls, I want to talk about one of the biggest changes that I would like to see in the, in the Chicago Bulls play style this upcoming season. Now, I will say, this is going to be a, a tall task to get this you know, change in a hugely meaningful way because I just think when you look at our personnel, we don't necessarily have, have the best personnel to do it but I do want to see the Chicago Bulls play with a much better pace than what they played last year when you look at the Chicago Bulls uh and and kind of Zach Levine their best player and I know some people are gonna say well DeMar DeRozan's actually Zach Levine the best player on the team uh when you look at kind of the play style that best fits him and not only him I would say that it actually fits a lot of players on this team when you look at you know Zach Levine when you look at I would assume if he's going to have a huge role on this team, which, I, you know, I, I've said before that I, I think Zach Levine is going to have to. I'm sorry that uh, I would assume was going to have to really fight for his minutes. But even when you look at Kobe White, right, when you look at DeMar DeRozan in a way, like, yes, he likes to slow it down in the half court a lot. But the, the, the thing that made the Chicago Bulls offense the most one-dimensional last season is that we became a half-court isolation-heavy team. Now, to some of that, it's going to happen. You have DeMar DeRozan, who's great in isolation, right? You have Zach Levine that, that isolates as well, even though I think he'd be better coming off catching shoots and getting out in transition. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is one of the bigger sticking points there. I think he can play on a higher-tempo team. Not high-tempo. They won't ever have you know one of the highest-paced uh, teams in the league. I just don't think not when you have a center like Nikola Vucevic. And again, that, that Vooch is who he is. When you look at, though, the Chicago Bulls, and like I said, them ranking uh, actually at 22nd in pace last season. Now, there are a couple of things that factor into that as well, right? When you look at the Bulls being 21st in offensive efficiency last season, where do where do some teams find their most efficient scoring rates? It's being a transition team, right? We were 22nd in pace, 22nd overall in points scored as well. And that's not points per game. That's overall points scored in the NBA over the course of the season. We were 22nd in that. We were 28th in offensive re rebounding rate. Now, why I point out all those stats, right, and throw those out is that the Bulls play style, if the Bulls can rebound offensively better, and we, we've already said and I've kind of diagnosed it, we've talked about it, me and uh, Duncan from the Slam Duncan have a whole entire video where we're breaking down tape on the channel. That was a few months ago at this point, so you'd have to dig through and find that one. I'll try to put the link in the description over why the Bulls need to be a better offensive rebounding team. That 28th in offensive rebounding ain't going to cut it. And we look at the season uh, prior to last season, we were 29th in offensive rebounding rate. Now, I do think that while the additions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig are going to help space the, the floor out a lot and make the team less predictable in half-court offense, right? It's going to take us out of some of that isolation, get players that are not really afraid to shoot the three ball um, out there. And so when DeMar, Zach, isolate, hopefully using uh, Nikola Vucevic a little bit more down low as well, we're going to see 
the Bulls have a, a, a better offensive attack and kind of a more varied offensive attack by that uh, anyway. But when you look at Billy Donovan bringing in his random offense last season, the fact of the matter is just that it did not work out. It, the, the, the offense wasn't really random. If it was, guess what? The NBA, NBA teams figured out that random offense extremely fast. So I think when you look at, like, yes, while the acquisitions that we made are going to help space the floor, um, I think when you look at, like, getting uh, get, getting out in transition more naturally, when the Bulls do, when we get those deflections, when we play in the passing lanes, that's always when we've been the most dangerous. I'm not saying the Bulls need to all of a sudden turn into this run-and-gun team where they're running even in uh, after the other team scores. No, but they need to do some of the things that are going to naturally allow them to be a, a higher-paced uh, offense. And so I do think that that's going to come – via us having a more scrappy defense. Yes, we were a top five defensive team last season. Not in the half court, though. And I think with the acquisitions that we've made, we're going to be a better half court defense as well, which is probably what hopefully, I hope, is going to allow us to get out in transition a little bit more. And I do think that while we're having players that are finding they're finding confidence levels, right? When you look at if Dalen Terry gets a role on this team, we look at Ido Sumer rebuilding his confidence. Patrick Williams, hell, if Julian Phillips gets out there, even Andre Drummond, right, is a player that these players thrive in getting out in transition. Right? And so that's where I want to see the Bulls' offense improve some, but it has to come via their defense. And so the Bulls last year, uh, we were 30th in assist percentage in the fourth quarter during the season last year. What, what does that mean? For those that watch the Bulls games, you know we lost a lot of games in third and fourth quarters. There were a lot of blown leads, and a lot of times the Bulls just could not score. And I think having it, that's why you hear that having a point guard is so important for the Chicago Bulls, right? And by that, I don't just mean a player that can play point guard. I mean actually having a point guard that can distribute the ball, do things like that. It's going to help us be a more efficient Offense, I think, have get us a little bit more quicker pace. The Bulls were also one of the last teams in the league as far as possessions per game. We need more possessions. Now, there were times where the Bulls, I said it and been saying it all offseason, where we scored more field goals than the other team. But, you know, I think the nature of having more three-point shots is going to help that as well. But I, I, I want to see that th this Bulls team pick up the pace. Do I want to see us be top Five in pace overall? No, I don't think that. I don't think we have the roster for that at all, right? When you look at the fastest pace teams last season, the Golden State Warriors, the San Antonio Spurs, which, crazy enough, I, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that. The Indiana Pacers, the Memphis Grizzlies, Oklahoma City Thunder, those were the fastest pace teams in the NBA last season. And I don't think we're going to get into that area, but we look at some of the teams that were above the Bulls in overall pace. Brooklyn was above us. Boston was above us. Washington, Phoenix, New Orleans, Detroit, Orlando, Houston. I think that we can be maybe not – we'll see if we can get as fast as those teams. And like I said, it's not a thing of, of wanting to play run and gun. I know offense is the thing that a lot of people, especially casual fans, like. But I do think that we have a roster, especially when we have a lot of players that – aren't the best three-point shooters or the most confident or consistent three-point shooters, when you get into that heavy isolation offense in the half court, that is why you see those players kind of stagnate. They stand around. I want a more motion-based offense in general in the half court, but I think we can help build confidence of players by playing better defense, getting out in transition a little bit more, getting easier back baskets on the other side by the nature of playing in a higher pace, and I think that can help the Bulls. And I think that with the defensive additions that we've made in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig that we can do that now one thing that I pointed out there that I have to say is that we for to be the most optimal version of what this roster can be you need a floor you need a distributor on that point at that point guard position now Javon Carter 
that isn't necessarily that, right? He's not the setup, I'm about to run the offense type point guard. That's not what his game is. But I think as we look forward and to see, like, you, you see Kobe White and Patrick Williams playing with these stars and, you know, working with dribble too much and all those type of things. And you, even using Patrick Williams at times as more of that point forward position, we can get to being a little bit better in that half-court offense as well. So – that's the that's where I want to see the most evolution from the Chicago Bulls team. And yeah, we have pretty much a lot of the same parts. And even in bringing in Javon Carter, it's a similar part to Pat Bev. Torrey Craig is going to hopefully be that dog that the Chicago Bulls need. But the Bulls getting out in transition a little bit more, having a quicker pace at times, getting more possessions by having a having better offensive rebounding, right? 28th in offensive rebounding. You're not going to get that many more possessions by being that low. We want to see though I want to see those things improved by the Chicago Bulls offense, and I think that we can. I'm not think, saying that we can make these huge leaps in that, but I hope that if anything, if, if Billy Donovan does change his system a little bit, that that's the way that he does change it. And so, you know, it, overall, looking at this at this team, that the, their best bet, right? The best bet that this Chicago Bulls team has in being a much better team than what they were last year. Yes, in the margin areas, three point shooting that we added, but also. Doing just doing some of those in between things a little bit better. I understand that Billy Donovan wanted the team to go up and set up on defense as soon as an offensive shot went up, except for the center, because we weren't the best defensive team, especially in the half court. And that helped get us to that top five defensive number that we had in the league. But I think now with the with the with the pieces that we've added, we can be a better half court defensive team and thus fight harder to be higher in that ranking as far as offensive rebounds. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, again, I know that that's still may be a tall order for a Billy Donovan coach team, but I think just when you look at the roster, and even DeMar isn't a slouch in transition. Yes, he slows the game down some when he when he when he does his dribbling and his pump fakes, and by the nature of how he gets his points more times than not. But make no mistake about it, DeMar can play in a in a faster paced offense as well. Um, but you still need DeMar. DeMar needs to be when you do have to go half court, right? Until other players step up, we see how the three-point shooting is going to go. We do need DeMar to kind of be that that evening factor in the half court offense. I want to see it kind of mix up a little bit more and, and Billy Donovan get a little bit more interested in how he calls those, those offensive half court sets. But I do think that, you know, if you can add in a motion-based offense, right, which we were supposed to have with the randomness, but if you can do that a little bit more naturally, stop getting players standing around watching the ball, which is, which is something that I have literally been talking crap about since the Bulls were on their, what, 9-10 game winning streak last season when Lonzo Ball was rocking and rolling. Stop watching the other players play. I think if we make a little bit of those tweaks, we can see the Bulls go from one of the middle-of-the-pack offenses to maybe – maybe top 12 offense in the league. And I think if the Bulls can do that and, and make that part of their brand and their identity early on in training camp, which would mean that bubblegum Billy Donovan would have to really coach that and preach that and have to be a change of offensive style, you know, you can have your bets on that or not. But I think that that can definitely help the Chicago Bulls be a better team next season. Now, I do want to talk about another, unfortunately, Bleacher Report article uh, in which uh, the, the Bulls rank number one as most confusing rosters in the NBA. And I think this really kind of brings home some of what I was just talking about, especially on that offensive end. But when you look at since DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic have come together, we have been 86 and 78, right? Which is still a winning record, so shout out to them for that. Um, but... The Bulls roster, I think we all, every Bulls fan has talked about it, right? It does seem like we're living in two worlds right now. We are trying to compete, not contend. I think those are very different things. I got to always say that. Um, 
And and the Bulls did make their move to try to go for the playoffs now. And, you know, I think that's left this roster in a place to where we just don't know what we have in certain players. Certain players haven't had the opportunity to develop. Well, let me not say opportunity because you got to snatch the opportunity. But they haven't really had a time to get the amount of focus that most players get in a team that, you know, they're a big part of that future. So, you know, we'll see. I don't think – I. When, when you look at the roster that AK's built year after year, there's always been some glaring holes, size being one of them. Um, also, you know, uh, rim protection being one of them as well. And so this Bulls team, while they are still on paper waiting for a play, one of their young players to hit that ceiling and develop, that doesn't necessarily – hasn't brought itself together on the court for the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, it, the Bulls are always going to be a confusing roster until one of these players – does develop hugely and show, hey, no, I, I deserve that 15 shots per game. Those shots that you're giving somebody else, that needs to go to me. Until we get that consistently from a player, it's always going to be a little bit of a confusing and unbalanced roster, and that just kind of is what it is by the nature of this roster that AK has built. But, all right, you know, we've been going – it's off season, so that means you guys have been sounding off in the mailbag. So we've been going into the mailbag basically every episode during the off offseason. Uh, so we got two voicemails I want to get into today. This first one, this one's from Bulls Troy. G'day, Hayes. This is Bulls Troy from the Whole Lot of Ball podcast. Hey, mate, I just uh, had a bit of a thought this morning um, in regards to uh, – we also know that the Bulls have – uh, 14 uh, Ross's, Ross's uh, spots filled at the moment, possibly only 13 if you get rid of uh, Carly Jones and his non-guaranteed deal. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts as to a reason why possibly that they haven't filled this last last couple spots just yet. Um, now, obviously, I'm expecting that they're just, they're just going to sign a minimum contract guy, like for, just to throw a name out there, Rudy Gay. But do you reckon do you think it may be a possibility that maybe they're keeping these spots open, whether it be just the one current open spot or maybe create a second one with, by waving Khalid, that maybe they're keeping these spots open for a possible trade coming down the line cr- close to the start of the season, whether it's being involved in a Damian Lillard deal, James Harden, or even just something else out there at all. just want to get your, your thoughts on that one. Maybe you can even um, have a discussion with this on with Pat on Locked On Bulls. Um, so, yeah, do you think... I, I personally think they're just going to sign a vet min guy to fill that last spot and probably keep Carly. But I just want to get your thoughts on the theory that maybe they, they're keeping spots open for a possible trade where they're taking uh, multiple players and we will take taking more, more players than we send out. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, mate. Take it easy. All right. What would the Bulls do with the last? First of all, thanks. I, I, I'm missing you, Troy. Thanks for leaving a voicemail, brother. Uh, why haven't the Bulls filled the last roster spots quite yet? Is a possible trade coming? I mean, one would like to think that when the Bulls, when you look at their assets, not only do they have an open roster spot, they still have their mid-level, uh, part of their mid-level exception, the biannual exception, the disabled player exception. We still have a lot of assets that we can use to improve this team. But I do think that a lot of the free agents that, that the Bulls could go after with the minimum outside of like the Rudy Gays, the Jermichael Green, or even maybe a Jermichael Green or a Rudy Gay, you just never know. Um, I think the Dame Lillard trade and kind of maybe even the James Harden part of it, a lot of teams are wait. A lot of players are waiting for that because if the the Miami Heat do tra- uh, trade for Dame Lillard, and they have to give up a lot of their be- bench pieces, what it seems like they're going to be sending three or four players a young piece. Tyler Hero is going to go in that as well. A bunch of draft picks. So if that happens, they they're, they're going to be a lot of those players that are willing to wait and take that veteran minimum contract to play with the Miami Heat and Dame and Jimmy Butler at that point. I think that's what we're seeing players are waiting for right now. And the Bulls also, I do think that they want to remain some flexibility. I think eventually they're going to fill that spot as well, but 
you got to look like maybe they waited on the buyout market. Or maybe they are waiting for a team to maybe start off considerably slower than they expected and then, and then send off some pieces. The Bulls also could be in a position to take advantage of teams looking to get under that second uh, luxury tax apron that may start off their season disappointingly. So I think there's a lot of different variables that could be playing into it. Um, a trade could be one. They could be waiting for the buyout market. They could be waiting for, you know, to see who's left after a Dame or James Harden trade uh, and, and after the pieces kind of go out. They could be waiting on those type of things. So, you know, I, I, I do think that it's intentional, though, that they're waiting on that. And the Carly Jones part of it, like, I just don't expect him to play a lot. I don't. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see, though. Uh, but great voicemail, Troy. Gl- glad to hear from you. Y'all make sure you guys go and check out the whole Lot of Bull podcast as well, where he's killing it over there. Uh, let- let's get into this next one. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? How you doing? Look, man, I'm going to have to say something to all these fans who are begging for a rebuild, rebuild, rebuild this, rebuild that. Let me tell y'all something. I know we're not going through a rebuild, but please, can y'all shut the hell up? Because... I remember when we was going through them rebuilds with Larry Marketing and all that, when we tried to Jimmy Butler. Let me tell you something. You Bulls fans complained, whined, bitched, and complained like a motherfucker. Oh, oh, oh. We should have never traded Jimmy Butler. We should have did this, did that, did this, did that. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all wanted to make the playoffs so badly, and y'all couldn't stand it. Hell, I, I remember... A couple of times on a couple of Bulls pages, how y'all cried and complained about a rebuild. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't really want to rebuild because a couple of years ago, y'all complained and whined and complained about it. So shut the hell up. And that's for wanting a generational talent with the front office that we have now and the way this team is set up. I don't think we even know what to do with a generational talent, even if we got one. So the way I see it is this. Yeah, this team is kind of middle of the pack, but let's think about it. Middle of the pack is much more entertaining to watch than losing than going three for 20 at the start of the season, which is what we did when we first got Laurie Marketing. So sit down, have a Coke and a smile, and shut the fuck up. Y'all don't want no damn rebuild. Y'all just looking to complain and cry like bitches, just like y'all cried with this free agency. And I guarantee you, Hey, I'm going to say it again. We probably going to end up making the most noise out of all them teams that made them old stupid big-ass moves. Mark my words. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Wow. Um, Shay just went off on y'all. Like, he just really just completely went off on y'all. And here's what I'll say. A rebuild isn't coming. I know Bulls fans keep clamoring for a rebuild. And and much to Shay's point, I'll say this as well. Some Bulls fans, I'm not saying all, some have an actual thought process behind it, but some Bulls fans are just calling for a rebuild because it removes their own expectations. Because at that point then, it's like, oh, I can no longer hope for this team to win because clearly we're trying to lose and we're going rebuild. It's not coming. A rebuild is not coming. It's not happening. A full rebuild is not going to come. It's not. It's just not coming. It's not happening. You you can hold out all the hope and say, well, if the Bulls are disappointing by the trade deadline, hopefully that means everybody's on the chop. It's not happening. It's not coming. It's not. And so much like like it, and you know me, I, I try to always get into the point of like at some point you just have to come to a realization of the realities of a situation. The realities of this situation with AK and Eversley, a full rebuild is not coming. It's just not. But that's my thoughts on it. You guys can let me know what you think on everything down below. That's it for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. 
And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media.